Yo, I'm Shay Serrano. And I'm Jinx. We're hosting a new podcast called No Skips. In it, we discuss the most iconic and unskippable albums in hip-hop history. New episodes drop on Thursdays, only on Spotify. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer. Is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. What's up, guys? Obviously not in the best of spirits here for this bonus edition of New York, New York. We were live on Locker Room for an hour. Nick fans were not happy. I was not happy. I'll tell you what was therapeutic, though. Getting a chance to shoot the breeze with all of you. So our Locker Room edition of what was a miserable start to Memorial Day weekend for anybody who roots for the orange and blue. That's coming up next. We're rocking and rolling. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be in good spirits after Knicks-Hawks game three because the Knicks did not show up. The Knicks laid an absolute egg. The Knicks played like absolute crap. There's no other way to slice it, dice it, whatever the hell you want to call it. That's the end result. It was a subpar, pathetic performance that really was spearheaded second quarter of this game. The second quarter of this game, the New York Knickerbockers absolutely imploded. They absolutely imploded. The Hawks were able to get whatever the hell they wanted from three which made me sick. The supporting players for Atlanta were able to show up. And listen, let's keep this as simple as possible, folks. You can't win a playoff game or a playoff series if your best players are not going to show up. I don't know what it is for Randall. I don't know what it is for Barrett. They have done absolutely nothing in this series. Nothing. Can't win that way. You know, sometimes it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this shit out. Sometimes I like to think I'm ahead of the curve. I watch a whole lot of games. I dial in. I do this. I do that. Julius Randle was tentative, was passive, was awful. Absolutely awful. Same with Barrett. That end of the second quarter was the difference in this game. And there was never a point in the third quarter or the fourth quarter where you felt like the Knicks were getting back in this game. Never a point. Your best players have to perform. So now the Knicks, who are not the more talented team in this series, are down two games to one. Do I like their chances in game four? If this is the effort I'm getting? Hell no. Hell no. I don't know... What Tom Thibodeau can do. I hope that I'm wrong on this after watching game three and that this series shifts. And we know that an NBA playoff series, the momentum can change dramatically. But unless you see 
the two best players on his team show up. Derrick Rose, God bless his soul, put his ass off again. I mean, is anybody surprised? That's what Derrick Rose has done for the Knicks over and over again. Derrick Rose is balled out. Noel, on a gimpy ankle, played great. The star players on his team, however, did not. All right, I figured the calls are going to be coming in hot and heavy. Let's welcome in Gus. What's up, Gus? How we doing? Hey, JJ. Gus, what up, baby? How we doing, man? I wish I was in better spirits. What's going on? Me too, man. We look terrible today, man. But listen, let me tell you something, man. The one thing, I'm just going to remain positive for everyone here. And Randall, you know, in the broadcast today talked about how he got shots up after games. He's going to work hard, man. He's going to learn from this, man. He's going to come back next year, hopefully better. This is a learning experience. This is a young team. This is what we want. We want to see these uh, young kids grow. You know, IQ looked incredible out there for the little, for the small amount of minutes that he played. Obviously, he's a rookie. We can't expect too much, but he looked good. In my, in, that's what, those are my thoughts. Yeah, listen, Gus, I get the point. I appreciate the call. Randall is a hard worker. We all know he's a hard worker. He overachieved dramatically this year. I mean, look at these numbers. Guys, look at these numbers. Two of 15 from the field. Two of 15. You can't win that way. I mean, are you serious? You can't win that way. It's all well and good that Randall got to the line. Great. He stunk tonight. And so did Barrett. Barrett had great looks. And what you're seeing in this series is guys who shot the ball insanely well from three in the regular season are not shooting it well from three in the playoffs. It is a different animal in the postseason. It's why I put absolutely no stock in those regular season matchups between the Hawks and the Knicks. And that's why you should never, ever, ever put stock in regular season matchups. It means absolutely nothing. Let's head to Doug. Dougie baby, how we doing? Oh, sorry, Johnny. What's up, kid? How are you? Doug, it's great hearing that voice, man. A little delay, but listen, I'm in control now. I feel like the maestro. You know what I mean? How you doing, brother? Uh, I've been good. Miss you, buddy. Listen, you're kicking ass. Keep it up. Uh, I miss you, man. So this is our first chat in the new gig, by the way. Officially, at least. You know, this is the first chat in the new chat in new gig. I like that, Doug. Awesome. All right, listen. Just the only thing that is going to happen in this series that's going to turn around for the Knicks, and if it happens, they make this a series. If it doesn't happen, the series is over. I don't care what anybody says. Randall needs to get the ball, and he's got to make the right pass right away. That is what's killing him right now. Atlanta basically is saying, we're taking Randall away and you have to beat us. And I feel like Julius's ego is getting in the way. And he, you have to forget about it. You have to be the player now, not the scorer. And the guy who scares me, though, is RJ. Because RJ has shown nothing against good defenses. And he kills the teams he can. And I feel like he's overmatched. But D-Rose, incredible. Without D-Rose... Oh, Doug, let's be honest. This is a 3-0 series without Derrick Rose. This is a 3-0 series without Derrick Rose because he saved their bacon in game two. They were completely shot in game two. He kept them in that game. He was rocking. He was rolling. And listen, they put him in the starting lineup today, and he did a fabulous job in the starting lineup. But if your two best players throughout the regular season, Randall and Barrett were their two best players in the regular season, if they're not going to show up, Doug, you got no chance of winning a series, my friend. No chance. And the narrative, by the way, that the Knicks were the better team, they're not the better team. And the idea that Randall is the best player in the series, I, 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 I don't know how anybody can make that argument when you watch Young. He's efficient. He's banging threes. He's doing whatever the hell he needs to do 
and the best player for the Knicks has done shit. Yeah. Um, I say this. You know, a lot of people, are, you know, I see on Twitter and everywhere, they're embarrassed and this and that. Well, that's crazy, Doug. That's crazy. The, the, the team had a, a, an over-under at 21 or 22 and a half. That just goes to show you there's absolutely no perspective, my friend. I know you have it. And I have it because, you know, we're, we're smarter than the rest. Embarrassed. Come on, man. That's, that's that's crazy talk, you know? The problem is they haven't been good for so long, and people try to run. You walk, you jog, then you run. We This is a process. We took the right step. Nothing that can happen in this series is going to embarrass me. I'll be disappointed. But the thing that happened, the fans who said, bring on the Nets, bring on the Bucks, we don't care, were not realistic. You need to be realistic. This team needs a lot. They need a real lot. We have the coach. Now we have the player, hopefully, in Randall. Now, hopefully, this front office. Well, they need to start. Doug, listen, bottom line, you know, we could talk about guys like Lonzo, but if you really want to be a championship caliber team, it is a star-driven league. And... That's why you're going to watch intently with the Los Angeles Clippers. It's why you're going to monitor what's going on with Portland with the Trailblazers. You are going to want a star player on this team. Because, listen, Julius Randle's busted his ass. He's played great this year. Anybody who thinks Julius Randle is the number one player on a championship team is absolutely delusional. Delusional. No, and the other the other thing out there that he's the best player in this series is ridiculous. I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. And listen, I don't want to get down on Julius. He made me proud. This has been a phenomenal season. But as a team who needs a point guard and hasn't had a point guard, I don't understand how fans don't see the value of how good Trey Young is. They disrespect. Listen, be mad at him when he's beating us. Show him respect. The guy's a great player. I don't think there's any doubt. Dougie, outstanding call. Always great hearing from the great Doug on Long Island, one of my all-time favorites from my days on JJ After Dark for a long, long time. And Young is the best player in this series. Onet, acknowledge that. Be real with the fact that he's the best player in this series. He's ate the lunch. You know, the Knicks have tried a variety of different things. They've tried to throw different looks at him. They've tried to do this. They've tried to do that. They've had no answer for Trey Young. Are you kidding me? No answer for Trey Young. He's the best player in the series. And the Knicks' best players have done Jack, you know what? I know I can curse on here, but, you know, radio habits. Let's head to Kellen. He's up next. Kellen, baby, how we doing? Yo, JJ, what's good, man? What's good? Kellen, I wish I was in better spirits, man, between. The Knicks laying an egg. I, I got the Yankees. They've scored one run in seven innings against the team who stinks. Yeah, I, I'm a little ornery right now, but it's good hearing your voice. What's up, man? Yo, so when are we going to start talking about how, you know, Tibbs coach teams every season he has, he runs the players into the ground. And then when it gets to the time to play, you know, serious minutes, they never show up, you know, like all year we've been talking about how J uh, Julius Randle and RJ Barrett are playing obscene amounts of minutes. Uh, and now we get to the playoffs and all of a sudden everyone's shocked that they're running out here, they're tired, they're jogging, they're, you know, huffing and puffing, they can't get the legs under their shots. Like, what's going on? Yeah, I can't make the narrative. I, I can't make the narrative, though, Kellen, for this team regarding, you know, their no-show two of these three games as far as losses. I can't say no-show in game one. They lost a tough game in game one. Game three, they got absolutely blitzed. I, I can't make the narrative about Randall stinking and Barrett stinking about the amount of minutes they've played. Yes, I, I know Tibbs works guys hard. But, Kellen, let's be real with something, okay? 
the talent level on this team, is it really worthy of being a top four seed in the Eastern Conference? Ask yourself that honest question. Yes or no? Definitely not. <laughs> no, and that's my thing. I think Tibbs with this team knew he had to bust them. He had to work them. They had to scratch. They had to claw. Whatever you get in the postseason, you kind of have to accept that. You know, with Randall, Barrett, and Randall both look scared. It This, to me, is not about them being tired. They look scared. Randall looks passive. Barrett, the guy who was hitting 40% from three throughout the regular season, he, he, he can't knock one home. I, I, I can't make that about minutes. Here's the other thing. Dude, they sat out an entire week, for goodness sakes. They sat out for a week. The narrative about that is just crazy to me. Kellen, maybe over time we can have that conversation. I, I, I can't make that the narrative right now. I just can't. And I appreciate the call, Kellen. I was waiting for the retort. Sometimes the retort and the rebuttal never comes. Appreciate it. We're flowing nicely today on Locker Room, by the way. This is the wave of the future. Oh, baby. I'm doing a show. You guys are cooking. The calls are hot. I just wish we had a win to talk about, not a loss, you know? Let's head to the great Matt God in Stanford, Connecticut. Matty, baby, how you doing, kid? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I should be, I, I got to be honest. I feel kind of shitty that, you know, lost tonight. We didn't even show up. I mean, the big, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's been a, it's been a fun season. We've had a good time, but, but tonight, I mean, I mean, literally, they got blitzed. I mean, when you have Julie, look, Julius Randle is going to show up in the in the uh, box score that he had a double double. But I mean, it, I mean, what, what can you say about tonight? Oh, Maddie, anybody who's going to pound their chest about Julius Randle getting a double double in this game knows jack shit about basketball. You know that. I know that. If you're banging the drum about Julius Randle's game tonight, you're making a fool of yourself. And listen. I don't want to rag on him, dude, because he's had a wonderful season and he has a lot to be proud of. But so far in this series, when the Knicks have needed him to be the best player on the court, he's been awful. He has not played well in any of these games. And listen, this series is not over. They could come out. They've been a resilient bunch all year. They could go and win game four. But if they're going to win this series, Barrett and Randall have to be better. And if they're not better, Matt, game set match. Simple as that. Co completely agree. I, I thought, look, going into this series, I actually thought this was going to be a seven-game series. I thought this was going to, this was going to, you know, test our, uh, you know, our magnitude, you know, our intestinal fortitude throughout the whole. You know, again, you can say what what's great about Tibbs is that he got he got this team to grind all year. I never thought we'd get the four seed. Anybody who thought this this team would get the four seeds out of their fucking mind. So that we're here now is amazing. But now, again, this is where the big money's won, basically. So it's put up or shut up. And I think I think this series is going to show, going forward, what we have going into next year, everything. I mean, this is, this is the series that we get to see what this team is made out of. Well, I want to see some fight. You nailed something that I think is very, very important, Matty. I don't want to see this team die like dogs in the next two games of this series. You lose to Atlanta. They're the more talented team. You and I are going to be able to go to bed. We're going to sleep easy. We're going to be able to accept that. But this team has fought. They have scratched. They have clawed all regular season. I need to see them do that now, whether it's in game four or game five, whatever the case may be. 
they need to scratch and claw. And, you know, someone brought up an interesting point to me on Twitter that the Knicks, from a talent standpoint, are not on the same level as the Atlanta Hawks. Matt, I don't know if you have this feel watching this series. Atlanta's a more talented team. I mean, anybody who thinks the Knicks are more talented than Atlanta, they're not paying attention. No, no, no. Atlanta is a much more talented team. There's no doubt in, in my mind. But it just shows you what, what Tibbs has been able to do this year. I mean, if you look at, uh, again, you look, when you have Derrick, when Derrick Rose, you can say is the best player on the floor for us. I mean, I love Derrick Rose, but this is not MVP Derrick Rose out there playing ball right now. This is, this is a crafty veteran out there going out there and getting what he has to get for this team to try to win. Okay. So that, that just shows you the coaching job and what has been done, but it also shows you again, Randall, Barrett. I mean, Barrett, let, let's be honest here. Barrett needs to show us something. And if, if Barrett came out in the series and you were like, all right, this is the series where he, he puts the team and he, he can go out there and score. You go, all right, this is, this is why he was the third pick in the draft. This is a series that you go, we're having our growing pains. It's coming, but it's like, you're, you're just skeptical. I can understand that, Maddie. And listen, good call, my friend. Always a pleasure to have you aboard. And, you know, a guy like R.J. Barrett is going to learn from this. Trust me on that. He's going to learn from it. He's going to get better. He's going to improve. But to me, you want to see more. I see Morant balling out. Balling out. Need more. Let's head to Aaron. He's up next. What's up, Aaron? Watching the Celtics Nets right now, and the Celtics are Celtics. winning. Do you think they can win? Um, I think the Celtics can win this game. And listen, if you listen to New York, New York, they were all over the fact. My guy, Arthur Caesar over at the Link Sportsbook told you, Celtics' first half at plus three and a half was unbelievable value. So, you know, from that standpoint, I think the Celtics can have a moment here in this series. They are not going to have anything more than that. I mean, listen, the Nets are the more talented team. They're going to win this series, whether it's in five games, six games, four games, regardless. But here's what I'd be fearful of if I'm Brooklyn. The idea of playing more games in the postseason gets dicey when you think about the games you have to play. Milwaukee down the road. Philadelphia down the road. Maybe the Los Angeles Lakers down the road. That, to me, is where it gets dicey from a Brooklyn standpoint. Bottom line is, you don't want to mess around and play additional games that you don't have to. And there you go. Appreciate the call, Aaron. We rock and roll here on this show. We don't mess around. We don't mess around. This is like the old days, folks. I'm giddy. I'm in complete control. I'm in my element. I mean, the only thing that's missing right now is an ice cold beverage. I'm going to have to work on that as I do this show. After dark. After dark here on Locker Room. New York, New York. Come get some. Let's head to Jake. What up, Jake? Hey, JJ. What's up, my man? Jake, what's happening, bro? I wish I was in better spirits, but we're hanging in. What's going on? I agree. Um, one, one real quick point I wanted to make. I was shocked. People are going to obviously shit on Randall for his performance, and rightfully so. But the biggest thing to me was he wouldn't even like go to the basket. And he just, it seemed like Capella's in his head, honestly. Did you see Capella after he blocked him at the end of the game doing the Matumbo finger? I think Capella's in his head, man. Yeah, it might be. And it might be the game plan of the Atlanta Hawks, which is pretty simplistic. I mean, they're obviously double teaming him and they're forcing him to give up the basketball. And I don't know if you're noticing this, Jake. It seems like he is 
panicking basically any time he sees that double team. And it's the sort of stuff that we did not see from Randall throughout the regular season, dude. And that's why, you know, sometimes it requires a little thought process and it requires, you know, a little bit of an intellect to come up with some of these takes. This one is real simplistic, bro. If R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle do not play better in this series, the Knicks are cooked. If they are going to play like this the next couple of games, dude, there ain't much to discuss. This is going to be a quick, quick series. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would, I would totally agree with that. And and you, you nailed it with Randle. He's get he was seeing coverages like this throughout the regular season. Teams were still game planning to stop him. And I, I hate saying this because it's such like a, a Skip Bayless kind of like hot take thing to say, but it, it really seems like he's he's panic he's panicking. And the moment might just be too big for him. I, I I have no other explanation. He's looked just awful. Well, remember, Jake, this is the first time he's playing in the postseason. I mean, you look at this Nick roster, aside from Rose, aside from Gibson. All right, New Orleans Noel's played a handful of games with New Orleans. I mean, if you want to get yourself go with Oklahoma City. I thought Noel, what was he, 10 of 11 from the line? Probably like our second best offensive player today. Playing his ass off. Totally agree. You know, two guys that should feel very good about themselves after this game. And it doesn't mean much in the grand scheme of things. Rose and Noel. They can go to bed saying, you know what? I did exactly what I needed to do. The other guys on this team, oh, that, that's about it. And listen, if you're looking for a positive spin and a positive angle on this, here's what it would be. This team has been resilient all year. This team has been counted out all year. They are now going to be counted out. Because, listen, I, I'm going to acknowledge they don't look like the better team. Atlanta clearly looks like the better team. Yeah, that's all well and good. Now, if you're Tom Thibodeau, you got to get your team in the lab saying, hey, whatever we saw tonight, forget about it. We got to relax. The expectations are off. We need to find a way to go and get ourselves a victory. Chase but also, just, just JJ, one more quick thing. Trey Young's antics at the end of the game – I don't know if I could hate that dude any more than I do right now. Well, listen, right now, Jake, you got to understand something, though. When the Gordon crowd is basically chanting, fuck Trey Young, and Trey Young is balding, and all this stuff that they've been doing, you're an athlete. You're really good at your job. You're basically going to come back and be like, fuck you. I am going to rub it and ram it right up your rear end. <laughs> Too bad. You don't like it? Don't chant that shit at me. And I love the Knicks fans chanting all sorts of nasty stuff at Trey Young. It's great. I mean, the people who spit at him, they should never go to a game again. They're a disgrace. But if you're going to go and, you know, have a little bit of fun, the balding chant, I thought was fabulous. thought it was fabulous. Be aware of that. Players feed off of that for a reason. Ken joins us. What's up, Ken? Uh, JJ, can you hear me? Ah, oh, there he is. That's our good pal, the great Ken in Staten Island. Hello, Ken. How are you, buddy? I'm all right. All right. Listen, I, I, you said I, this game wasn't that complicated to break down. RJ and Randall went four for 24. From all right. Simple as that. Ken, like I said, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure out why the Knicks are down two games to one in this series. Their two best players have stunk. They've been awful. It's easy. I, I guess I guess the only solace you can take as a Knicks fan is you have to anticipate somewhat more efficient scoring, or, or at least you'd hope so. And, it, you know... They had that little run late second quarter, the Hawks. Outside of that, the game was pretty evenly matched. Um, you just got to hope they hit some of those open looks. RJ had some good looks. Uh, Julius concerns me a little bit because he's not really even getting any clean looks. I mean, he's he looks like Randall circa 2019. 
he's just, his head's down, he's out of control, he's not making the right pass. All the improvements we saw all season, they just disappeared. Uh, you you got to think maybe it's the stage, but it's concerning. Um, but it's a young team. Everybody kind of touched on on what this team's ceiling is going to be. So we'll see. Hopefully they can improve, get this, get this series back to the Garden. Well, Ken, they need to win. If they're going to win this series, they have to win on Sunday. They will not win three straight games in this series. You know that, and I know that. Is that fair? To be fair, they won three straight games during the regular season. Oh, but Ken, that means that, that means absolutely nothing now. That means nothing now. They, dude, what we've seen with the regular season with these two teams and in the playoffs, it's two drastically different teams. Drastically different. I'll, you know who I give a lot of credit to that for? Nate McMillan. McMillan, hey, let's be honest. Ken, this Atlanta team and how many people roasted, roasted the Hawks for firing Pierce, who was a terrible head coach. They roasted him. The narratives, how dare you? How could you do such a thing? Well, McMillan has come in. They went from a team that was like 10 under 500, and now they're well over 500 and, and totally different against the Knicks. It was a, it was a great move. And, and, and you can see that, Listen, Atlanta's never going to be an intense defensive team. They just don't have that personnel, but they're competing. They're a different defensive team than they were than they played the Knicks in the regular season. Uh, they, they, they just, they're in there. Uh, they have good interior defense right now. I'm a little surprised at how poor the Knicks looks from three are because I don't think they have great perimeter defenders. They're small. They're a little slow with their lateral quickness, but that's where I think they could take get some good opportunities. Uh, you know, hopefully they can scheme it and and get some better looks and just hit those shots. They got to hit those shots. Are oh, you starting to fantasize about uh, Kawhi Leonard? I know I am. Well, I'm, uh, I mean, we spoke about this. I'm, I'm fantasizing about more than Kawhi. See, Kenny, Kenny in Staten Island is one of my all time greats. Good buddy of mine for a long time, golf pal. Texting me, for those of you wondering, locker room folks, he's a big-time Nick fan, has been. He's been giving me shit for years about the Yankees, and I watched Giancarlo Stanton strike out with a couple of runners on base. What an absolute pathetic, disgraceful at bat. But you're dreaming about Leonard and Lillard. I'm like, dude, get me one of those guys, and, I, and I'm giving up a finger for one of those two guys. Yet alone two. Come on now. It would be phenomenal. John, listen, you're doing great. Thank you. That's the great Ken in Staten Island. The calls right now are on fire. I mean, this is this is just this is riveting theater. I mean, this is the only silver lining, by the way, to the Knicks getting absolutely boat raced in this. We got a live show. Nobody else right now is doing a live show on the Knicks. I can tell you that. We are. That's right. That's what we do around here. This is what you call forward thinking. This is what you call ahead of the curve. There's a reason why, and I don't want to, you know, kiss his ass because listen, he don't need it. He's made, you know. Way too much over a lifetime. He's good. There's a reason why my guy, BS, Bill from Los Angeles, is doing what he's doing. I give him enough crap, especially when he's calling all, talking all sorts of crap about my Yankees, which I don't want to deal with. But, you know, this is fun. Let's head to Justin. He's up next. Hi, Justin. JJ, what's going on, brother? Justin, what's going on with you? Always great here in the great Justin in Floral Park. What's up? Can the fucking Yankees get a big hit? Well, I mean, I'm behind. Give you, I'm giving you a little perspective right now of my setup. I am out east. I'm behind on that. This is a lesson, by the way, for anybody. Don't ever cut the cord unless you have to when you're home about because I am behind on everything. So you guys know what's happening like five minutes before me, but that's okay. Yeah, you know, standing with the Zombr uh, Sombrano. I mean, it's just a joke. 
JJ, the bottom line is, you know, game two, the Hawks couldn't shoot the ball. This game, they couldn't miss. So this is what they're going to be. Live the sword, die by the sword. If they're going to shoot like this, it's going to be a tough series for us to win, JJ. Bottom line. I mean, Trey Young's going to get his. But if, if, if these guys are going to shoot, I mean, Gallinari couldn't miss tonight. But Justin, you knew if you subscribe to the UB Brown theory, players three through eight are always going to play better on their home court. It's the way it goes. It's the way it works. They're always going to play better when they are at home. You need your big guys to step up. You need your big guys to deliver. That did not happen tonight. Randall and Barrett were awful. Sometimes it's as simple as that. The Knicks need their big players to step up in this series. And there's a lot of pressure on Julius Randall. I know there's a little bit of a burden on him right now. And you know what you're seeing and you're realizing? It's one thing when you can go through a whole year with no expectations. Julius Randall and the Knicks had absolutely no expectations all year. Now, Justin, they have legitimate expectations. You learn about guys in this regard. You really do. Absolutely. I mean, JJ, I thought the first two games, you know, at the Garden, jittery, you know, first time being in the playoffs, I thought being on the road really helped these guys. And they're doing the same thing. They're still jittery. So, uh, you know, Derrick Rose, obviously the guy showed up, but we need more than just Derrick Rose. I mean, we need, like you said, Barrett and Randolph have to show up in game four, or like you said, we're done. Justin nailed it, my friend. Appreciate it as always. That's the great Justin Floral Park. As I watch Stanton and Judge both strike out and pathetic at bats with the go-ahead run on third base. I know I'm talking a little Yankee baseball right now, but I have the game on and I'm agitated and I'm ticked off and I'm annoyed. How about Dallas, by the way, up 17 on the Clippers? Let the Clippers go implode. I know Kawhi bought that like uh, $20 million house. You can live in Los Angeles. Hey, Brooklyn's where it's at, not the Nets. Brooklyn is where it's at. Maybe Kawhi could be neighbors with me. You never know. I think his uh, price of real estate's a little higher than mine. Just saying. Just saying. Let's head to Will. He's up next. What's happening, Will? Not much, man. Uh, I want to preface this. I'm a non-New Yorker, but just watching this Knicks run has been so much fun. The Garden is alive again, and I think it's just good for NBA basketball when that's the case. JJ, I want to get your take on this, and then I've got a non-New York basketball question as well. Um, where does Tibbs rank in the, the New York sports power rankings right now? Because you look at that roster. I mean, this is a roster that's starting Alfred Payton, you know, pretty bleak. Uh, a lot of holes on the roster. And you guys are the four seed in the Eastern Conference. He's been sensational. Tibbs has won everywhere he's gone. What does he mean to New Yorkers right now? He's the dude. Um, I, I think you nailed it. He's either one or two in the New York power rankings for coaches. Um, the only guy that I think would be ahead of him is Barry Trotz. And remember, Barry Trotz has won a Stanley Cup with the Washington Capitals. He's done a fabulous job with the New York Islanders. But I see a lot of similarities in what Tibbs brought to the Knickerbockers this year and what Barry Trotz brought to the New York Islanders, a sense of culture, an identity, a way to go about winning. You've seen that with all of the elements of these two particular teams. And if the Knicks bow out in this series, it should give you even more reason to understand the brilliant coaching job that Tibbs has done. This team is not a top four coach. Uh, this team's not a top four seed in the Eastern Conference with the talent they have. On what planet are they are a top four seed? It's unbelievable. Derek Rose, you got him for, what, a second rounder? And Dennis Smith, Taj Gibson, anyone could have gotten that guy. Uh, Reggie Bullock is a starter in this league. 
I heard like he's, he's starting for you guys. I don't know if he's a starter in this league. Excuse me, but it, I mean, it's been fun to watch, man. I mean, just being a huge basketball fan. The second question I have, it's non-Knicks. Has there been any athlete that has been unlucky as Chris Paul has been throughout his career with injuries and big games? Can you think of any other athlete? Because this is getting to a point where this is his fifth postseason where he's got he's kind of got to paddle out. You know, Will, excellent question. Excellent call. Chris Paul, bad luck. A couple of years ago when he was at the Rockets, they were up 3-2, gets hurt. They lose the next two games to the Warriors. Now, I'd argue they would have lost those two games to Golden State anyway. I think Golden State was a better team. I didn't believe in that Rocket team. But yeah, you can have that ultimate what if, if you'd like. Even if he was right in this series, and I hate the Lakers. I mean, I can't stand LeBron James. I can't stand the Lakers. They, they've won enough. I mean, ugh, they, they, enough. En- enough of the Lakers. They're going to win the West. I mean, I, I'm just trying to find a girl to dance with at this point. If it's Philly. See, Brooklyn and the Lakers for me is like the worst case scenario because I can't stand either team. And I'm going to have to root for one of them. I'm going to root my wallet. I'm probably going to root for the Nets because I got them at 10 to 1 at the beginning of the year, or 8 to 1 to win the title. But I can't stand either team. So I don't know if it's the Jazz. I mean, the, the Lakers are going to the NBA Finals. Uh, that's really long story short. And that's why I hammered them, hammered them after game one. There's no way in the world they're losing this series to Phoenix. Let's head to John. He's up next. Hi, John. Change. What is this soft-ass game plan against Trey Young? I can't stand it. I, I, I understand they're not physical enough with him. You have to understand, though, the modern-day NBA rules are going to limit what you can do defensively. My bigger problem, I don't know if you feel this way, John, my bigger issue is, can the two best players on this team show up? Can they actually go and do what they did in the regular season, or is that just asking too much? I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. I don't get... It's not just when he has the ball in his hands. Because, look, I'd love for them to be more physical with him in the paint. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Why aren't they attacking him on defense? He's such a liability. And we're just letting him stay on Bullock every freaking possession. Why can't we get him matched up on Randall? Why can't we get him matched up on Barrett to help them get going? It's a mess. We're letting this guy get away with everything he wants to do in this series so far. John, it's totally fair. And listen, I'm a big Tom Thibodeau guy. I think he's done a fabulous job with this team so far. Nate McMillan has outcoached him in this series. Now, Nate McMillan has the more talented team. I think we could both be aware of that. But yes, there are elements in play where you're frustrated, whether it's Trey Young doing whatever the hell he wants, the lack of creativity you're getting with the New York Knicks on offense. And you know what it comes down to, John? In the offseason, this team needs to become more dynamic. They need to add shooting. They do not have enough shooting on this team. Look up and down the roster with the way the NBA operates, with the way the NBA is run, you have to be able to shoot the ball from three. They kind of shot it out of their means for like three weeks at the end of the regular season. But this is not a good shooting team. And you're seeing that, John. They're a bad shooting team. And that's being exposed here in this series. Absolutely. And look, I, I think your Lonzo Ball dream's a good one. If we can get Dame or Kawhi, that'd be great. But you're absolutely right. The offense is just not dynamic at all. And we're seeing it. They have taken this team, John. Let's be honest. Appreciate the call, my man. And they have squeezed every last ounce of talent out of them. Do they have another couple wins in them to have a little bit of fun? Right now, they desperately need a win on Sunday. That's what it boils down to. They desperately need a win. And that means Randall and Barrett 
have to play better. They have to show up. We're going to one of my all-time favorites, the great Andrew in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Andrew, baby! Yo, what up, John? It's a Friday late happy It's a late happy hour, except I'm not happy right now because the Knicks just lay an egg. You nailed it. You told me that line movement today was a little fishy. You were all over it. I'm watching the Yankees right now struggle with the Tigers, which is pissing me off. I'm, I'm in good spirits talking to you. Everything else kind of sucks otherwise, though, dude. Well, before we get to the sports, hold on a second. Let me throw something out there before we even get to the Knicks or the baseball. What you're doing on this podcast platform is unprecedented. It has never been done before. Taking live calls during playoff basketball. We have never seen this before. This isn't a guest that's booked by somebody. These are calls from real people, from real fans. And I love that, John. What you're doing right now is absolutely unbelievable. And I just want to tell you, I absolutely love it. It's Oh, Andrew, you're the best, man. Listen, I got a lot of people to thank. You know, I'm fired up too, man. Listen, we worked out a whole lot between Wednesday and Friday. As great as Wednesday was, this has been fabulous. This has been fantastic. So the locker room folks, my guy Pat, the great Bill Simmons, Ethan. I mean, there are Craig who's working with me right now. I mean, listen, I could throw thank yous till the cows come home. But that's the beauty of this platform I have, man. Investing in what you believe in, and betting on yourself, Andrew. You know that, bro. You bet on yourself. Good things happen. 100%. Let's get to the sports now, John. Number one, Trey Young. How is this guy not an all-star, number one? Okay? This guy is an absolute superstar. You know, people want to compare him to Luka. And look, Luka's a superstar as well. I'm not taking anything away from Luka. But Trey Young is right there with Luka. Look, if you want to do numbers, Look at their numbers, their career numbers. They're pretty similar. Luka's, Luka has more rebounds, so what? Trey Young's a stud, man. He is a stud. Now, Andrew, you would take Luka over Trey Young if you had a choice, though. Yeah, I would, but. You would. And listen, the narrative that was out there was that, you know, it was this all time fleecing and that how in the world could the Hawks do this? And listen. Right. If I had to bet on one of the two guys over the next 10 years, I think Luka will be the better all time player. Trey Young is going to be a multiple-time All-Star for a long time in the NBA. So it's actually going to go down as one of those trades that you look back on it after the fact, and you're going to say, you know what? Both teams ended up with really good players. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fair, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, look, it's a free roll for the Knicks. Nobody thought, no Knicks fan expected them to even make the playoffs, let alone get a four seed. So it's all good. They're going in the right direction. I like their players, but, you know, can we get a little more at RJ and... Uh, the other guy, you know, uh, uh, R.J. Barrett and uh, the other guy they got from the Lakers. I mean, R.J., stop shooting threes. Drive. R.J., John, he needs to learn a, like a two-dribble pull-up. I know he's young. I'm not hating. I'm just saying, R.J., he has that. They know he's going to drive left. Work a two-dribble pull-up from 15 feet. That's what the next evolution of his game, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You know what, Andrew? I think that's a good point. And he did a really good job finishing around the rack throughout the course of the year. He has struggled in that regard in this series. His shot has not been there. And listen, he's a young player. He's in the playoffs for the first time. There are going to be nerves. There are going to be jitters. That has to be expected. And listen, you nail something that's very important. This team right now, I don't care what anybody tells you, I know there are going to be narratives out there saying otherwise. 
This is house money. You might be bummed. You might be angry. You might be pissed off that they lose this series. This is a house money series for the Knicks. And Andrew, from a betting perspective, I would bet the Knicks, after losing this game the way that they did, they're probably going to be plus 250, plus 300 for the series. That would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, going into the series, I thought um, the Hawks were a little bit better, and that's and the line did show it. Um, you know, the, the Hawks were like, what, were they minus 120 um, going into it? But at the end of the day, the bottom line is, the Hawks are just a little bit better right now. And that's not hating on the Knicks. They'll be Knicks will be fine. They're on the right track. But switching it over to baseball, John, what do you think about the Mets right now? A little bit over 500. They've been playing pretty good. Big series coming up with the Braves. What do you want to see? Two out of three? Oh, I think two out of three, Andrew, would be insane. I mean, it would be insane if they won two out of three with this Motley crew that they're running out there. I mean, you look at the Met lineup. It is, uh, it's a who's who. I mean, it had uh, Billy McKinney, who they picked up the other day. Billy McKinney, for goodness sakes, was sitting third in their order. If the Mets can weather the storm with this cast of characters and find a way to stay in first place and win two out of three, they're in excellent, excellent shape, my friend. Excellent shape. Yeah, it's been fun so far. And John, I just want to say, I love what you're doing. You're doing unprecedented stuff right now on this podcast platform. No one else is doing this. And just keep it up, bro. Andrew, I love you, buddy. I know we'll be chatting soon. And listen, we're going to do a lot more of these, by the way. This is, and I've said this to a lot of people, it is the perfect compliment to what we do on New York, New York. It's not going to take away from what we do on New York, New York. Pot is cooking right now. It's muy caliente. But we add this element. Come on now. As my headphones fall out, by the way. So you guys can't see that on the Zoom. Only Craig did. Craig's probably laughing his ass off right about now, but that's okay. That's okay. Maybe we'll get a video of that. I wish I caught it live, you know? Frankie joins us. What's up, Frank? Hey, JJ, can you hear me? Frank, I got you, baby. How we doing? Good, good. Just uh, chasing this live bet on Brooklyn, so we'll see what happens here. Uh, what you, if you don't mind me asking, what did you get on the Nets? I well, I love the minus eight, and then I and then I was pissed about the Nick game. I got it on my, I got it at minus one right now. I got it late in the third. They tied it up, but yeah, no, I got it on in the background. But uh, the one thing I would say is you knew the Celtics in one of these games were going to be live. I had the Celtics plus three and a half for the first half today. And the only reason, I'll be honest with you, the only reason I took it is because Art came on the show and I felt like we had to have a family play. And I was like, you know what? They'll play good for a half. Maybe they'll run out of gas in the second half. But I, I, Brooklyn's one of those teams. They could bank four threes and be right back in this game. Yeah, I'm not, I, 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 I'll give them a chance, but we'll see what happens. I mean, like you said, it changes so quickly. And that was what was so frustrating about the game tonight. Like, you know, when you get to that point, you're like, get it under 10. We might have a shot. And there was a little sequence in the fourth there where uh, I think it was Burks. Yeah, Burks missed that three. And then Barron would have got to seven. But yeah, it's a tough game. I mean, it's just killing me right now to see Randall like the struggling. It, it kind of feels the same way with, uh, with Lindor, like how you just, you know these guys have it in them, and they just can't get it going. It's just killing me to see it. And right now, hey man, Sunday's Sunday's it. Oh, it's the season, Frank. I don't care what anybody tells you, and I know there will be the hordos out there if they lose on Sunday, saying, "Hey, we can do the unthinkable." Ba 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 ba. They're not winning three straight games in this series. There's no way in the world that's going to happen. If they want to have a legitimate chance to get to the second round, it's a must win on Sunday. It's a must win. Totally agree with you. And and, that's, and then we can have some fun. Then you're back in the garden for game five. Crowd's going to be fired up. We're all going to be jacked up. 
And, you know, it's, it's fun just to see some playoff basketball. I, was, I, I actually just moved down to Miami. I'm, I'm a New York guy, too. I was in Astoria. I think when you were there, I used to see you out sometimes on 30th Ave. I'd be out all the time. My fiancé lived on 37th Street back in the day. So I know the Astoria area well. I haven't been to Astoria in a long, long time, though, my friend. So you're going to have to give us, Frank, the lay of the land when I get down to Miami for Giants and Dolphins because that is a trip we will absolutely be making I will be taking South Beach. Uh, I'll be maybe playing a little golf. I'll have a couple of mojitos. And hopefully the Dolphins drop like 35 points on the Giants. We'll see. I got a tea time at 8 a.m. tomorrow, so I'm pretty fired up about it. Well, and Frank, you're living better than us, my man. Appreciate it because it is going to be 45 degrees and miserable in the Northeast. Let that sink in for a minute. And by the way, Boston is running Brooklyn completely out of the building. See, Tatum's got 40 right now. He's having one of those games like he did against, uh, who is it? Washington in the dopey playing. Tatum right now is just on fire. All right, we're going to take two more, and then we're going to say goodbye. Brian joins us. What's up, Brian? JJ, WFAN should never let you go. Well, listen, uh, sometimes one man's misfortune is another man's fortune, my friend. You know, that's the way it goes. Listen, I, I, I've said this multiple times to a whole lot of different people. I thought I would work there for the rest of my life, uh, but you never know what's going to come your way. And when somebody like Bill comes your way with a beautiful opportunity and I'm doing what I'm doing right now, that's why I left. You know, people say, oh, how'd you leave? It's like, well, how, how, how couldn't I leave with this opportunity? I mean, you kidding me? You know the Knicks are in trouble when Obi's having a better series than um, quickly. Um, quickly looks like a deer in the headlights. I just want to know your thoughts on him. Is it just, you know, there's no way that like, he just like rookie in the playoffs because I mean, he's open sometimes and normally he would just shoot it. Like he's like five, a couple of feet away from the three point line, wide open. He just shoot it. But no, he's just like passing up on all those shots. It's nerves without a doubt, Brian. And listen, that goes for Barrett. That goes for quickly. And Hey, remember this is Randall's first time in the playoffs too. Because he's played on a whole lot of losing teams. And sometimes that's tough to handicap. That's tough to equate. Now, Atlanta's got a bunch of guys who haven't played in the postseason. But you know what you're seeing with this team? They're more talented. They have more ways to beat you. And the best player for their team has showed up in every single one of these games. On the other hand, you have not seen the Knicks' best players show up. I mean, Randall and Barrett have been awful in every single one of these games. Yeah, if, if if Randall doesn't show up, if anyone watched the season, the Knicks are done. And that's just the bottom line. Bingo. Brian, you nailed it. Appreciate it, man. Excellent call. You nailed it. Randall doesn't show up, you're not winning. Joe joins us. What's up, Joe? The the great Dave Polchinski had me come into this room. He's a, a mutual friend of ours. Oh, he's one of the all-time greats. He is like my uh, golf spirit animal. I wish I could hit a golf ball as far as the great Dave Polchinski. I think 90% of this room wishes they could as well. If they saw his golf swing, they would understand why, Joe. Just saying. Oh, of course. I am a long-time net fan. So I've had, you know, all my all my friends, including Dave and all my other buddies are Nick fans. So I've had to, you know, deal with that. Um, from a, from a Nick point of view, cause I, you know, I, well, I like all kind you know, every team I play DFS, I do, you know, FanDuel and all that. Who from this Nick team now, do you want to see them re-sign for next year? Cause if you look at this roster, they have all the rookies 
and not many other players under contract. I mean, Randall, of course, you're going to want to give him that money, but are you going to give Noel the mid-level exception? You want to re-sign Burks? Like these, these players right now seem like they're playing themselves into large contracts. And do you want to commit to them or is it kind of a, you know, build as you go kind of thing? It's a reasonable question. And remember, Derek Rose, Alec Burks, these are questions that you got to deal with at some point in time. But it's a superstars league, Joe. I mean, you're realizing that with your team in Brooklyn. You guys built a nice team. You overachieved. You made the playoffs with Kenny Atkinson. But the minute you had an opportunity to go and get Kevin Durant, and the minute you had an opportunity to go and get Kyrie Irving, you didn't hesitate. You went and got both of those guys because that's the way the league works. So if the Knicks... Listen, I don't know what's going to happen this summer. It's the NBA. A lot can happen between now and then. If they have a chance to get Kawhi Leonard, you do it. If you have a chance to get Dame Lillard, you do it. Because right now, they do not have that alpha, that number one star on the team. It's obvious. They don't. Yeah, clearly. Uh, you know, I was, I was, I, I love Sean Marks. I was praising him when he traded Brooke Lopez. I love Brooke Lopez, too. But when he traded Brooke Lopez to the Lakers and got Russell, I thought it was, you know, phenomenal. And then look what they turned everything into. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting for, for the Knicks. But, you know, we'll see. Your team right now has got some work to do against Boston. We'll see what happens. The Yankees, by the way, if they don't score his shame on them, they deserve to lose the game. This dopey extra inning rule in baseball is the absolute worst, by the way. Can they play one or two real innings before going to this, like, beer league ridiculous format? It is so dopey and stupid. I just get aggravated watching it. Listen, if the Yankees lose, that's not why they lost. I don't want anybody thinking that's the excuse. But I just see it now. It just, like, ugh, gets under my skin. Last but not least, Rich joins us. What's up, Rich? What's up, dude? Let's end it with a bang, my man. How you doing? I'm doing, well, I could be better uh, after that shit show. Uh, before I get to the Knicks, though, by the way, just on the baseball thing that you just said, the only people that actually like the seven inning and the – uh, extra runner rule are the writers that just want to go home earlier. Yeah, I would agree with that. Guys who don't want to be in a press box for four and a half hours, announcers who don't want to be doing games for four and a half for five hours. Yeah, I I, I think there's some truth in that because, listen, I understand the 18 and a 19 inning uh, game is tedious and annoying and it's not the most entertaining watch, but this extra inning rule stinks. How about the Tigers? They're awful. Pass ball just now allows the go-ahead run to score. Hey, if you're the Yankees, you take it. You take it. I'm not going to apologize. Uh, take it and run. Take it and run. You know what? They all count. So they do. Yeah, they can run with it. You know, I'm watching the Mets with the minor league lineup beating up on the Rockies. Like, fine. That's fine. Uh, but, yeah, anyways, you know, with the Knicks, uh, you know, I think this is more about, you know, I, obviously Julius has been real bad these three games, but I think it's more about, learning that it's it's not about Julius, you can't max him out. It's more about, okay, we learned Julius is not a number one, and that's that's fine. Um, you know, you, it just puts more of the onus on like, all right, they got to get another, you know, a real alpha dog in here. Julius can thrive when he's not the, you know, the number one focus in a huge game. And I think that's more of the, the focus. And I think the one thing that they have to uh, look at the rest of the game, you know, or the rest of the series is I don't think there's a ton that they can change on coaching just because, you know, they lost because they missed a bunch of shots tonight. Uh, you know, they changed the lineup. The only thing I could think of to try to change things up is maybe you give 
Julius more minutes at the five the rest of the series. And that either gets Capella out on the perimeter or Capella stays in the paint and he gets a mismatch on somebody who's smaller. And you try to maybe attack them that way. That's an interesting idea, Richie. The idea of going small. Here's the problem, though. Appreciate it. Excellent call. The Knicks are just not good enough on the perimeter. I mean, I guess you could make the argument in crunch time. You could go with Rose and you could go with quickly or you could go with Rose and go with Burks and Barrett and then get another wing on the floor, whether it's Bullock or whoever, and then put Randall at the five. I'm open to suggestions. With the way they've played offense over the first three games of this series, I'm without a doubt open to suggestions. Guys, this was awesome. We did 53 minutes. We took a ton of calls. This went without a hitch. Craig, fabulous job. Thanks for pinching for Saruti. Calls, phenomenal. We're going to do another one of these after game five. Hopefully the Knicks are not down three games to one or it's going to be our Knicks funeral. I don't want to be doing a funeral, not yet at least. And hopefully uh, I at least have a Yankee win to celebrate. The Nets losing is fabulous though. I mean, I can't stand that team. I mean, between the Nets and the Lakers, ugh. I mean, you want to get under my skin. You want me to cringe? The idea of a Net-Laker NBA final. I can't say it'd be the equivalent of the Mets playing the Red Sox because that is like my all-time like greatest fear. Like if the Mets play the Red Sox, tell Simmons now I'm going to Siberia or I'm going and taking a vacation for two weeks. I never want to take vacation. That's when I want to take vacation. Guys, I love you. Fabulous job. JJ's out. New York, New York. Sunday. Double dip. Day-night doubleheader. Yankees, Knicks early. Mets, Nets late. I'm out. Be good, everybody. Be good, everybody.